Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad, no one will film it. These brave podcasters will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads with Sean McBee, Kelly Levier, and Joshua Baker. Yes, that's right. It's been a week, and so we're back, because that's how this works. It's a podcast, everybody. So many weeks. You keep letting Josh in. I, I mean... I kept thinking after every episode, you'd be like, no, no more. He even let me have beer in his fridge. I'm taking up valuable <laughs> space. I'm valuable space in his in his fridge right now. You, you know what, though? You're not taking up nearly as much space with your beer as Kelly is with Diet Coke. Ooh. Hey. The Ooh. point here is who's that I here. love the both of you very much. Not as much... As William Goldman likes 15-year-old girls. Oh. Or three-year-old girls, depending what part of the script we're in. Right. I mean, <laughs> she's, not, she's, not a, she's not a little a angel. She's not a She's not an angel. <laughs> oh, man. And if, if anyone out there doesn't know what we're talking about, allow me to fill you in. Previously on Table Reads. So, Billy told Jenny about the wizard, and for the first time, transformed into Captain Marvel by uttering the word Shazam, which is the title of this movie, by the way. Casey. Not to be confused with Captain Marvel. Casey didn't catch that. Um, and uh, at which point, as we said, William Goldman really doubled down on his uh, To Catch a Predator audition. <laughs> Yikes. After that, we meet the most ridiculously named duo in Magnificus and Beautia Savannah. I actually added you to the phone as as Beautius. Oh, God, I'm going to change Magnificus right now. You're, you're Kelly Beautius. <laughs> you're going to be Magnificus Baker. Hell, I wish my mom named me that. <laughs> Shit. Magnificus Baker. Gee, and, and it could be a shop. Yeah. Where else are you going to buy your cupcakes? It sounds like it sounds like a hipster bake shop. It really does. It so does. You need to capitalize on this. Anyway, Magnific- Magnificus and Beautia are the children of the currently dead Dr. Savannah, because I don't think we have any illusions about where that plot line is going, right? Um, and apparently they hate each other. Um so basically all we see them do is bicker and bring the corpse of their father home, like not even in a bag, just, just dragging like him <laughs> across the back seat, bumping around. It reminded me when, they, when we were reading the part of the script, uh, it reminded me of when uh, uh, Jim Carrey was riding in the car and it was really bumpy and he's like bouncing in the car like in, uh, in part two of uh, Ace, Ace Ventura. Ventura. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can just imagine the body in the back flopping around. So uh, elsewhere, Billy and Jenny are trying to learn about mythology. Really shittily. Yeah. (laughs) Why is it so hard for you to learn about (laughs) mythology? There's literally like a section in the library all about that. They have the internet right now. We have Wikipedia. They mention Google. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And still can't figure it out. I mean, this... 
you know, they're probably thrown off by the fact that Solomon is thrown in there with all the. I do think, yeah, that's Greco fair to be thrown off by. Like, we're, I keep Googling Greek God Solomon and I get nothing. It's weird. They just she, keep bringing up this Christ, Judeo Christian dude. She got all the good looks and none of the brains. <laughs> I think the, the real lesson here is that they definitely did not have Google when they created this character in 1939. That's true. They did not. They were just going by whatever they remembered. They didn't even go to the library. <laughs> Fade in. Cut to the corpse of Savannah in the lab. Night now. Night now. A storm has hit. Outside. Inside, the thumping from the weights being dropped. The screams from the TV. Yeah, there is. Classic magnificence. Outside. <laughs> thunder and lightning. Where'd my creepy music go? That was weird. Cut to Beautia. Way past exhaustion now. The examination's almost done. She's finished finished with the bottoms of his feet. Wait, did she literally start at the top of his head? Oh yeah, she did. And work all the way down to the bottom. Is that the order like that you do an autopsy? I hope to never know the answer to that. Well, when you die, you <laughs> tell me what they do to you. Because, of, of course, she. I'm going to outlive her. Well, oh, no, wait. I've seen how you eat. I'm definitely, definitely going to outlive her. me. She's yeah. like, Cheetos for breakfast. Oh, yeah. All day. Every day. Now, the last thing. Savannah's toes. Nothing on the tops. Nothing on the bottom. She takes the magnifying glass, spreads the big toe from the second toe, bends close, and cut to the area between his toes as seen through the magnifying glass. And no question, something is scratched there. Tiny, hard to see. Scientific symbols? What does that mean? Daddy Maybe. was a drug addict. That's it's hard to be sure. <laughs> He's hiding his track marks between his toes. Something was scratched there. Yeah, skid rope. <laughs> Cut to Beautia. For the first time, starting to get excited. Uh, sexually? Right. Why would you go there? Well, maybe Because it's Bill Goldman. Maybe, maybe, maybe just because of the toes. She did spread the toes. <laughs> it's true. She takes a small blackboard and chalk, copies the scientific symbols as well as she can. On a chalkboard? What's the matter with a piece of pen or a, a piece of paper and a pen? This is so bizarre. Maybe These she's, choices that maybe he she's makes. writing runes, man. Yeah. Maybe they have to be out of chalk. Like. You don't know how the science works. Did you already read this? You already know that it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not read it. I don't read ahead. I'm just guessing, based on the first two episodes we did on this script, that this is dumb. Yeah. Maybe she needed to erase it. It's a lot easier than having to go in with a pencil and eraser. It's a lot less satisfying to erase it on a piece of paper. I think you're I'm just biased I'm, because you're Beautia in his phone. I'm. That's I'm, true. I'm, I'm, I'm actually. I'm actually with you in this. Like, chalk is shitty to use. <laughs> it really I don't is. Know why you would? She just like. 
But that's like saying, why does anyone use a whiteboard? Whiteboards are way superior to pen and paper. Not that, if it's a little one. This is a whole. This is what disagree. I'm saying. A, this is a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Debating office supplies. <laughs> well, yeah. office reads. Wait, office reads. <laughs> oh, is that not what we're doing? Oh shit! Wrong podcast. I I thought this was the Office Depot podcast. Shit! I got confused. I'm sorry. Let's start again. Fifteen percent off. <laughs> Outside. Not from our sponsors, Office Max. <laughs> Outside, the thunder is deafening. I love playing sound effects. Can't hear shit. Cut to the blackboard. And it's a little later. She's propped it in a corner of the room. Why is she's aggressively capitalized? I don't know. Maybe so that we understand the corpse did not prop it in the room. (laughs) I mean, just at a guess. And now it's filled with scientific symbols. It is small and you're writing with chalk. This is not a high resolution writing thing. That's not telling us that there's a lot going on there. The same as what we saw between Savannah's toes. Again, In all we caps. you told us that she was writing down what she saw between the toes. Beautia studies the area between his last smallest toes. The little pinky toes. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope that the scientific... Jargon when she translates it says, and this one went wee 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 all the way home. <laughs> Goes to the blackboard, chalks the symbols that were written there. Now she steps back, studies what she's put down. Cut to the blackboard. Not much empty space there now. And it's impossible for us to figure what any of it might mean because I have not done my research. Not for Beautya though. Because energy flows through her. Cut to the lab. The storm still rages, but it's soon going to be dawn. Cut to Beautia, wild with excitement now, standing by a large mixing glass. She's making a paste. She is making heroin to <laughs> jolt daddy back in- to life. Inject into her daddy's toes. Because heroin is a paste, Sean McBee, of course it is. <laughs> I did five drugs this morning. <laughs> Two marijuanas. <laughs> the, th- <laughs> the thunder and lightning are louder and brighter. She glances a final time at the blackboard and the paste she has made. Then she opens a drawer, takes out a giant spoon. A giant spoon? It goes down easier with chocolate. Like, it's, it's just pesto. Like, like my spoon <laughs> is too big. <laughs> That's what I'm picturing is that level of giant spoon. Slowly, she fills the spoon with the paste. Slowly, she approaches the corpse. She stands over the corpse, giant spoon in hand, takes a very deep breath. This sounds like an episode of Animaniacs. (laughs) It does. (laughs) Pretty demented episode of Animaniacs. Then she opens her father's mouth, forces what was on the spoon down his throat. The giant spoon? And instantly his eyes are open wide. Oh, my beloved child. Cut to Beautia, close up. And sure, she's worked like a Trojan, getting this amazing thing to happen. Is that a metaphor? 
I don't know. What does it mean to work like a Trojan? I, they weren't like particularly hard workers as far as I'm aware. I mean, they built that horse. No, they didn't. The maybe Greeks was, brought the horse to Troy. Maybe there was tiny people inside the paste. <laughs> no, no. It'd I mean, still they, be the Greeks. <laughs> they didn't just find a horse to hide all their soldiers in. That was the Greeks who brought it into Troy. It was not. It, that's why it's the Trojan horse. The people horse. in Troy were. I get what you're saying. Yeah. The Trojans did not make the horse. The Trojan the horse. Did. Yeah, I got you. Okay, so <laughs> what he's saying is... She's he, worked like someone who gets free presents. He fucks like a maniac, <laughs> and his condoms work hard. She's making a paste. <laughs> Deep down his throat. So when he says works like a tro- Trojan, it's because you know this guy fucks. He does have two kids. Magnificent kids. Yeah. <laughs> because because he makes those condoms work so hard and sometimes they can't keep up. And sure she's worked like a Trojan getting this and Trojan is capitalized, so it must be a brand name. He may as well put a no, TM. It's the after. Trojan people. Yeah, Trojan people. It no. just doesn't really no, make sense. No, he means the condom. Oh, I mean fair. I mean this guy fucks At least he's aware of condoms. While thinking about fifteen year old girls. Okay. Mm, too true. far. Too far? Have you read the script? Sadly. I feel like there's bugs all over me right yeah. now. <laughs> Getting this amazing thing to happen. But you can tell from her face, it was worth it. Every hour was worth it. Who could ask for a greater reward? Right here. <laughs> that was Magnificus. Magnificus. <laughs> Moving Lifting in all those weights. <laughs> Clink. <laughs> right here. Hey, Daddy. <laughs> Cut to Savannah embracing his son. I knew you'd save me, boy. Can you make him like real gravelly? Like, gravelly? More gravelly? Yeah, like, <clears throat> remember he was dead 15 okay. seconds okay, ago. Okay. I knew you'd save me, boy. Perfect. Wait, hold on. This guy's an asshole. Yeah, he just came in like, yep, yeah, that was me. What's up? His. His son was in there lifting weights while his <laughs> daughter spent hours and hours and hours reviving him this is why all they, by herself. That's why they don't get along. And, and this dude's like, I knew you'd save me, boy. <laughs> Despite her being right over me when I woke up. Hey, uh, beauty, uh, why don't you go get me a Coke or something? <laughs> go make us a sandwich, daddy. I'm so hungry. fucking hungry. I've been dead. <laughs> uh. Jesus. Magnificus bends down, lifts his father into his arms. Savannah, never for a moment does he acknowledge his daughter. Savannah is alive again. Let the suffering begin. I don't know what we expected from a man who refers to himself in the third person. Right? And I mean, oh, I'm alive. I've been given this great gift of life again. Um, let the suffering begin <laughs> is the first thing that's going to pop into my head. <laughs> So they go up to the kitchen and start doing deadlifts. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get All right, bro, let the suffering begin. I mean, I feel like if you brought Hitler back to life, his first thought wouldn't be like, are there any Jews left for us to kill? Because <laughs> like, I have a Ein Strudel. <laughs> he's, he's at least going to be like, are my nieces and nephews still around? Like, even Hitler is going to like, Give a little bit of a shit about something before I don't know, you he could gets be back projecting to killing Jews. <laughs> What's that? You could just be projecting onto Hitler right now. Maybe. Maybe. I'm just saying. 
There's a little cartoony level evil here. A little what? older, I, a little how wiser. How could that from a comic book script? Reincarnated. You know Hitler. what? That attitude <laughs> is what gave us the movie Steel. Just putting that out there. As Magnificus carries Savannah out of the room, Beautia, alone, sags against the operating table in despair. Cut to, we are in a gigantic comic book store. Of course we are. This is comic book store music. In New York. The kind of place that sells not just comics, but also action figures, souvenirs, posters, statues, t-shirts, on and on. Like every comic book yeah, store. Yeah, a comic book store. <laughs> Jenny is reading a comic. Billy, peering over her shoulder, is practicing arm movements for flying. One arm up, both arms up, out at the sides, whatever he can think of. So basically just looks like a, it, a maniac trying to remember like 1980s aerobics videos. Jenny finishes, looks at him. Definitely another keeper. She hands him the magazine. He puts it on a large pile he has collected. Beside the comics is a large folded up overcoat. Billy, we can't pay for these. But this is important research. I have to have them. Does, you know, the big guy have any money? Parenthetical here, no. <laughs> he doesn't have any pockets. <gasps> Mercury and games. We hear a bell now. Weird. Cut to a park with lots of chess tables and a lot of chess hustlers. <laughs> oh, those classic chess hustlers. <laughs> He's going to use the wisdom of Solomon to <laughs> cheat at chess. Or not cheat, I guess, but to hustle. Technically, it's the uh, shadiness of Mercury he's about to use. More like the shadiness of Qui-Gon, shadiness of Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> True. Because you know how the Jedi Order is all about, like, Gambling and cheating. And just at, having dice at the ready. <laughs> yeah. Did were those his were those his dice? Oh, I don't remember. I just assumed. Either way, he's gambling. <laughs> and then not only that, he's using the force to cheat at gambling. This dude is well on his way to the dark side. It's a good thing well, he died when he, he did. <laughs> or just, he would not have gotten a ghost body. He has zero passion about it, Sean. That's not true. Anakin got a ghost body, and he definitely went dark side. Yeah, yeah that's true. He had to redeem himself first. True. You're saying Qui-Gon Jinn would have gone further dark than Anakin did. No, I'm saying he <laughs> probably wouldn't have had... He would. He didn't have a son to redeem him. I feel, like you're, writing, final I feel like you're writing a better Star Wars movie where Qui-Gon is the character from Taken. Dude, I had a whole big cup of coffee this morning, and I, uh, afterwards, shit out a better Star Wars movie. <laughs> It's not hard, is the point. This is a better Star Wars movie that we're reading. Oh, man. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith by Matthew Stover is my favorite book of all time. I'm just starting that I am out there. aware of this, and I will read this you book. You better. It's so good. On your recommendation, despite the fact that you do have questionable taste. No, it's so good. It makes everything in the movie. It, you're just like, ah, oh, why did they not use this as a source material? So good. Need to do it. Will do. Everybody... Take Kelly's recommendation. Yes. Revenge of the Sith by Matthew Stover. It's incredible. Also, uh, Kelly has been paid by Matthew Stover. 
Um, oh, yes. Chess hustlers. How could we forget? Jenny stands watching as Captain Marvel, he wears the overcoat over his costume, is battling a fat chess hustler in a game of lightning chess. The moves happen fast, and after every move, the player bangs a bell, which rings loudly. Sorry for the delay. It was on the other side of the office. Studio. Studio. Other side of the studio. <laughs> yeah, where we are. <laughs> it's a studio. Don't let him fool you. As we watch, the game ends suddenly. Captain Marvel, the winner. Man, nobody beats me like that. That's what a chess hustler <laughs> sounds like. A fat one with french fries still in his teeth. Yeah. You're right. I was lucky. Addressing all the chess hustlers now. And if my luck holds, maybe I could beat you all. The hustlers do not take this well. He's bad at hustling. That's, <laughs> that's not how you hustle at all. Beat you all at once, I mean, as they get out money. Cut to the lightning chess contests. A dozen chess boards, a dozen bells. A dozen really good chess hustlers trying their hardest. On the outskirts, watching it all, eyes wide, is Jenny. This is some heroic fucking music for, for some, some chess mediocre hustling. chess hustling. <laughs> and in the midst of battle, Mercury, oops, Captain Marvel, overcoat flapping. It, when did he get an overcoat? Oh no, he had one in the. They had it at the comic true, shop. Yeah. They didn't say where they got it. How did they get one that fit Captain Marvel? Like. Right. Was Billy just carrying around a humongous <laughs> overcoat? Like, Giant, yeah. I mean, it makes sense for oh, this guy. I mean, he's like, all right, hey, little kids, what's up? It's probably the overcoat they use for getting into R-rated movies. <laughs> they just stack when, on top yeah, of each Billy other. Billy just gets on Jenny's shoulders. <laughs> um, Overcoat flapping as he darts from board to board. Ring to the next board. Ring, ring. Around and around he goes. In and out he goes. Up and down he goes. Ring, 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 ring. He manages one quick, how am I doing, glance at Jenny. She is in heaven watching him. Oh, man. Nothing sexier to a 15-year-old girl than beating a bunch a of fat dudes. <laughs> That's how I spent my adolescence. <laughs> Just saying. If he started, like, singing in sync or... Know, reading a Harry Potter book out loud or something, and maybe. Oh, maybe instead of saying checkmate, he's like beating three guys at once and going bye bye bye. That'd do it <laughs> for sure. That'd do it. And now, as the battle roars to climax, mm. one by one, the first bunch of chess hustlers concede. Eight guys left. The captain begins going faster. Six guys left. Now four. Now Jenny, careful not to get in the way, reaches in, collects the cash. Guys, guys, this reads like a fucking male prostitute at an orgy. If you like, just if you don't know this is chess and take this out, battle roars to climax one by one. Eight guys left, six guys left, now four. Careful not to get to get in the way. She reaches in and collects cash. This all reads real fucking dirty. Yeah, I think that's the intent. With the sensuousness of Aphrodite. 
ring and ring and and it's over. Captain Marvel victorious. Cut to the 12 chess hustlers dazed at what just happened. Heads shake, bodies sag. Cut <laughs> to Captain Marvel and Jenny crossing away through the park. She counts the money, puts it in an overcoat pocket. As they round a corner, the captain stops, excited. A baseball diamond. A game of hardball is getting underway. Hardball? A shorthanded one. Cut to the captain and Jenny starting toward it. Nothing says we have to make a profit on everything, right? Jenny nods and we cut to the game. Mostly college kids. A good-sized crowd is watching. Cut to the pitcher of the team in the field is clearly the leader. You've played hardball? <laughs> cut to Captain Marvel. I was not expecting that. <laughs> baseball, right? You've played hardball, right? And we're just outside New York, right? Yeah, that's like, true. It makes sense. I Cal expect, college kids. I expect everybody to sound like they're from Long Island no. or, or uh, Staten Island. Get yourself a donut. <laughs> Captain Marvel, still in his top coat, nodding. He has never played hardball. All my life. We need bodies, that's for sure. You play. Oh, you well, hold on. Uh, these uh, these two people just took one <laughs> from the. <laughs> hey, were they coming out a dime a dozen down the shop? You played center. He has never played center field. My favorite position. Cut Gro two. Gross. Yeah, this. I mean, I really think this whole thing is an allegory for sex. Like every oh, easy. page. Why does he say hardball? What I thought hardball was something you played in like a boardroom. Yeah, there's like, baseball and softball. Yeah, so is baseball hardball? I've never heard. Oh, she's looking it up. Please, it up. please answer that question for I us. Hope I, don't, I hope this isn't a risky Google search. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, there's going to be a lot of risky Google searches in this script. Just, just the language he uses, it's like everything is it's hard. Baseball. It's just baseball. Mm -hmm. Okay. It, everything is like hard or long or there's a shaft. Or a climax. Or a climax. The biggest, hardest, darkest. I mean, Bill, I know you're dead, but I really want to go back in time and tell you when the hard-on lasts for more than four hours, you were supposed to see a doctor, <laughs> not write a script. I feel like Pornhub could produce this movie successfully. I hope they do. I, oh, I, for sure. I would totally pay to watch it. Guys. <laughs> I, that's more than I needed to know. <laughs> Guys, the porn parody of Shazam has already been written. Perfect. It is Perfect. right here. God. Oh, my God. I did not re know that we were reading a William Goldman porn parody. This is the best news I have. It only took ever us fifty-seven heard. pages. Whew. Uh, cut to Jenny watching as the captain picks up a glove from a small pile on the ground, trots out towards center, stops behind second base. You playing in that? My lucky coat, man. Jenny likes that answer. Circles thumb and forefinger. And that sounds weirdly dirty. Yeah, it does. Cut to the batter. Looks powerful. Overweight, sure, but strong. There is a runner already on third. 
Oh, girls, hello, I'm here. He gestures for the pitcher to pitch. Cut to the pitcher. A few steps toward the captain. Get out of the way there, I'm having trouble with this guy. Cut to Captain Marvel. He nods, takes a few more steps, stops. Not way out at all. Cut to the crowd, restless, watching. They don't have enough players to fill the team, but, but they have a, a crowd? crowd? <laughs> to watch these overweight kids play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> In the year 2005. Yeah. It's all, it's all, uh, it's all William. <laughs> it's like, this is how sports work, I think. I feel like he hasn't been outside of his house since 1968. <laughs> he Googled it. <laughs> how do kids play baseball? <laughs> oh, they do it in the past. <laughs> ah, um... Where are we? Oh, yeah. Cut to the runner on third. Skinny. Looks faster than hell. Takes a good lead off, then increases it. Cut to the pitcher. Aware of this, turns around to check his fielders and is shocked to see Captain Marvel so close. Gestures for him to get back. Cut to the captain calling out to the pitcher. I like to outrun the ball. He has never in his life outrun a ball. Same. In, in parentheses. Cut to the batter shouting out at the captain. Get ready to run your ass off then, Coke guy. Pointing to the pitcher. I, oh, oh, I own him. <laughs> Cut to the it's, pitcher. It's weird. Per, I, I, per, uh, yeah, hyphen, it's, it's hyphens. Weird. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's weird is, points to the pitcher, I own him. Cut to the pitcher. It's true. <laughs> What? Thanks. I'm like, where are we going? And that's not dialogue. It's not the dial. It's not the pitcher going. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's the direction telling us. Yeah, he he owns him. <laughs> but he takes a deep breath, gets ready to throw. Cut to the runner off third, gets ready to race home. Cut to the batter, just waiting to kill the ball. Cut to Captain Marvel, ready to roll. Cut two, Jesus Christ, can you stop with the cut two? We I understand. Want, no, I just want you to know it's like this for the next three pages. Oh, great. <laughs> I already looked ahead. Bill, yeah. we understand that- Four pages. That so this now, isn't one long continuous So shot. we get to be the peanut gallery and just talk shit. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> great. I'm so happy about this, guys. This is- It's all just the game. This <laughs> is fun for me. <laughs> throw the ball. Just throw it. <laughs> throw it. Come on. Hey, bada, bada, bada. Cut to Captain Marvel, ready to roll. Cut to the runner off third, waiting. But he knows that nothing can stop him. Cut to the batter, so confident, just waiting to cream the pitch. Oh, God. Cut to Jenny, edgy over what might happen. I miss edgy. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. Cut to the pitcher as reluctantly he throws. Cut to the ball. Big and fat and slow and cut to the... We're cutting to in the middle of a direction. Ah. Sorry, guys. I had to make an adjustment over there. And this, this music's really got me... Teary over like, this chilled thing. out. 
Yeah. Or need some of that ginger tea. You know who I feel like should be on the show right now? I don't know if you've ever heard her. There's a, a radio host named uh, Delilah. Delilah. Mm-hmm. Delilah. I hate her so much. <laughs> I just hear her like talking, relaxing. And I'm like, bitch, people are driving. You are going to put them to sleep and people will die. You need some cocaine. Big and fat and slow and cut to the batter. In heaven now. In heaven and now he lets loose with his magnificent swing and cut to the ball. As he destroys it, it flies off his bat. Cut to the pitcher. All his nightmares are coming true. And cut to the runner on third, taking off. And cut to the ball, flying into the stratosphere. And cut to Captain Marvel. And there is a look on his face we've never seen before because we've only seen him for like three times. (laughs) He's only existed for 15 minutes. Uh, Face we've never seen before because, sure, he's the world's mightiest mortal can do undreamed of things, but he's also Billy Batson. And if you're 11 years old and you like baseball because it's 1948, you know the glamour position is center field. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was being a pitcher. I don't know sports at all, but I've never heard anyone be like, oh, center field, that's the position that gets all the pussy. I don't think I could tell you how many players there are on the field at any given time, so... Nine, right? Is it nine? No, there's nine innings. I don't know. Super sport ball. They scored another goal run. <laughs> Down. <laughs> now I can tell you about Quidditch. Yeah. Oh, easy. <laughs> Let's talk about a real sport. <laughs> Actually, can we talk about Quidditch for just a second? Because sure. I'm tired of reading the words cut too. Jesus. <laughs> because okay. there's a huge flaw in Quidditch. Just one? You could make one small change and the whole game would make much more sense and be a lot more engaging. No points for catching the snitch. It just ends the game. Catching the snitch ends the game. That's it. But so you have to catch it when you're up. And it in a, in a close game, it increases the chances that you're over here catching the snitch. And over here where you can't see, you're getting scored on. So you end the game and the other team But then wins. we couldn't have the dramatic goblet of fire. Ireland wins, but Crumb ca- catches the snitch. I feel like the game would be a lot more interesting if all of the players were wearing GoPros. Look, even right here. just the 150 points for catching the snitch, that's fucking nutty. Yeah, that's just way catch too it immediately. Much. Why would you even bother? With chasers? Chasers, yeah. 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 It doesn't make sense to me. Everybody right? else just... Everybody just look for the snitch. Your version of the game, your version of the game makes it actually like a incredibly compelling game because you never know what's going to happen. Like, yeah. Is it an act? I don't know if it's an actual rule. Like, what if somebody other than the seeker does catch the snitch? Is that possible or is that like, all right, Potterheads out there in Potterland? Send us yes. a send I'm us a an email. I'm a huge Potterhead, and, and, but uh, I don't know if it's actually a rule that they cannot catch. Somebody the snitch. knows. True. Secretly, the snitch is gay. What? Where did that come from? I think that he's alluding to the fact that J.K. Rowling is Uh, dripping out little bits of post-book information to us. I'm going to Google it. The snitch is actually Dumbledore's left testicle. (laughs) And it's all the same snitch in all the games. (laughs) 
There's just the one all over the world. It's very busy. It passed. Yes. Well, it is. Yeah. That's why they spend so much time looking oh, for it. Oh, no. It is a foul called a snitch nip. When all players but the seeker or any player other than the seeker touches or catches the golden did, snitch. Did the guy that wrote Shazam write that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what what happens if you get a, what was it? A nip slip? It's a foul. So you get penalized. Say it one more oh, time. So, so like oh. in soccer. Yes. Say it one more time. What was it? Snitch nip. Snitch nip. A nip slip. Right? Snitch. Nip, a nip slip. It's a nip slip. <laughs> yeah. It's a nip snitch. So if you just change the I to A's, it's a snatch nap. It's, yes. <laughs> a snatch welcome, nap. Welcome. <laughs> which, is, which is a thing that Bill Goldman has never taken. Because he's always in that snatch. According to the The glamour position is center field. <laughs> it is? It is? Did you Google that? <laughs> She's playing hardball now, Sean. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so glad you guys are here. <laughs> uh, the ball flying. Oh, yeah. Billy bats in. Glamour position is center field. And if you follow baseball, you know the greatest center fielder who ever lived was Willie Mays. That's a name even I know. And if you've read about Willie Mays, if you've read about Willie, you know the greatest catch ever made was the one he pulled off in the World Series when, back to the wall, he somehow managed to catch up with the 500-foot shot off the bat of Vic Wirtz. And the catch was amazing, incredible, impossible. This is so boring. How do people why watch is this relevant this sport? To, why is this relevant to the script? I think Bill Goldman just really likes baseball. So How do you show this? I'm like you trying to don't. imagine... <laughs> He just is like, I just need to fill some yeah. space. I feel like he's it's 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 almost reads like like a transatlantic radio accent. Yeah, like it does. Vic Wertz and the catch was incredible, amazing, <laughs> impossible. Like, <laughs> yeah, we've still got two more pages of it too. But the throw was what put his this baby in the history books now and forever. The throw after the catch. The throw that is not physically possible because no one can turn their body that fast throw that powerfully not while falling and if you wonder what the captain is thinking as he stands there well now you know because i've just spent six hours telling you cut to jenny heart in her mouth which is why she hasn't spoken in 40 <laughs> pages chewing on it staring out at him and cut to the whole diamond and the stands everyone staring at this gargantuan shot and now at last Cut to Captain Marvel as he turns his perfect body, not necessary, keeping the ball in sight every second, and then he trips over his coat and falls flat on his ass and cut to the batter, and he can't help laughing. It is funny, the big guy sprawled out on the grass like that, and cut to the runner on third, not running now, just a slow trot as he leaves third base heads toward home, and then cut to the ball, way past the infield now, still not losing pace. Cut to the pitcher, an odd look on his face, as he squints toward the outfield, and cut to the captain, up and moving, feet a blur, streaking away from the diamond, eyes on the ball again, and cut to the ball, way past him, and cut to the captain, and maybe he's run this fast before, 
but we haven't been around for it. And cut to the ball past him still, but losing its lead. And cut to the captain. And I'm I a fucking sports announcer yeah, now? What you the are. hell We're is almost this? There. You We're should almost you should there. do it like a sports announcer. And cut to the captain. And from the look on his face, you just know the ball has zero chance of winning this race. And cut to the ball beginning to arc down to earth. And now a weird thing happens. Cut to Captain Marvel. And he's outrun the ball. He's run past the ball. It's behind him now. What is he thinking? Cut to the ball as it drops to shoulder level. And here he comes. Cut to the captain, and he has turned his body, changed direction. In that instant, he is now charging back, charging toward the ball, and cut to the catch. He grabs the ball in perfect stride, and now look out! Cut to the throw. (laughs) And never on this or any planet has a baseball been fired with such power, and as it leaves his hand, cut to Jenny, because you... We remember she exists. Eyes wide, staring at what she's seeing, and cut to the rocket, for that is what the ball really is. We are watching its path from behind home plate, and the first people the ball the, the ball comes near are the shortstop and the second baseman. Standing together near second base, they both scream in terror and dive to the ground to get out of its way. Next comes the pitcher. On the mound, and he screams too, gets the hell off the mound, and home plate comes next to the batter. Next comes next, and the batter has lingered there, admiring his handiwork, but now he drops to the ground, hands clasped in what could be prayer, and the runner at third screams, starts back toward third to get out of the way, and the catcher is the last to go, falling over backwards allowing the ball to continue straight into the small fence, which it knocks down, and behind the fence is the bleachers, and as all onlookers scream and run, the ball goes through the chests of six people who drop dead instantly. And That's now I'm where interested this needs again. to go, right? It could have just barely hit one of them, and they would have, like, disintegrated into blood smoke, like... <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, wait, that- yeah, we're almost done, though. We're Cut to two. Jenny and the captain leaving the baseball field behind them, strolling along the river on this glorious day. They eat ice cream cones. Pretty tasty they are, too. Hold briefly, then... Table Reads will return after this brief word from our sponsors. What's up, Docs and Docettes? Trevor Thompson, the self-appointed Looney Tunes critic here, and if you like old cartoons and watching online reviewers dissect them, then you probably said the same thing I did about two years ago. Hey, what the fuck? Here, watch your language, you bud. We're on the air. No, I said, why the heck isn't there a Looney Tunes critic? I mean, nobody's devoted strictly to Looney Tunes Mary Melodies, and whenever people do review that stuff, half the time they get it wrong. And they're all millennials, too, so everything before 1985 is racist. Ugh. Well, I'm the guy you want anyway. Every Saturday morning, I do a brand new commentary of a Warner Brothers short. All throughout the month, I do video essays examining the history of these cartoons. And every few months, I do a full-length review and or interviews with people who worked on Looney Tunes projects. Catch my videos on YouTube.com slash Ferris Wheelhouse 2, or just use the hashtag Looney Tunes Critic. And now, here's Eric Bauza, the new voice of Bugs Bunny, to bring this commercial home. (laughs) 
you've been listening to Trevor Thompson, the self-appointed Looney Tunes critic. Ain't he a stinker? <laughs> So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Now, back to table reads. So that was real tedious, you guys. Pretty tedious. Like, real bad and real tedious and real why. I love sports ball. Super sports ball. Super sports ball. It just, all I could think about the entire time was... That scene in Twilight where they're playing baseball. I also thought about that. I thought, wow, the only time in the last 15 years that anyone has put baseball in a movie was this awful, terrible movie. Yeah, I don't know which scene would have been worse. Yeah. Also, they're both super powered. Right. Yeah. It's a good point. What asshole is writing scripts going, you know, when I if I had superpowers, the first thing I do is play baseball. <laughs> that is show them. I mean, I guess it's the novelists who are to be blamed cuz wasn't that seen in her book? I would assume. Like I'm going to fucking know that. <laughs> I mean, I, I would assume it's in the book. I didn't read the book or see the movie, so I'm just imagining Says what you're talking Josh about. Furtively. My <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend, Hiding neither, neither of those. I, I'm, I'm an Anne Rice. I'm Anne oh, Rice. Well, so. My yeah, girlfriend so. made me watch uh, Twilight, the first one, twice in the theater. And as you can see, I'm married to a different woman now. <laughs> Whoa. Because <laughs> you lost her swipe, to Edward Cohen. Swipe left. For real. Kelly's about to have a line, everybody. Hey, oh, can't wait. So let's sure, I'm not excited. take that away from her. Fade in. Put it all out there, Kelly. Leave Cut to Jenny standing alone outside a crummy West Side movie theater. This is the music for that. Um, this is certainly not an X-rated place. Why do you need to mention that? Because <laughs> who knows? Because it's a crummy it's West Side movie theater. There's a 15-year-old girl standing out a the- outside a theater. Why do you need to mention that it's not a porno house? This uh, is so fucked up. I'm so, so bothered by this, you guys. Oh, man. But it's not showing G-Flicks either. So it's a normal movie theater. <laughs> They have it's popcorn, regal. stale popcorn. I'm, I'm going to reread this as, as how it could have been written. Standing alone outside a crummy West Side movie theater. It is a movie theater. <laughs> maybe an AMC, maybe a Regal. Some kind of foreign movie is playing. We can't see the title, but there is a drawing of a curvy woman in a slinky gown. So that's how you know it's a it's foreign a real- movie? <laughs> I'm so baffled by this. I... My whole perception of, of William Goldman is changing. I was afraid by that would happen when I was reading this. That it would just ruin The Princess Bride for the me. The Princess Bride remains as it is. Just don't read the script, I guess. Yeah, God, true. Who knows how bad it is? I read the book, which I love. Yeah, I love the book, but so who they, knows they, about it? They the took the was. script and it went through the filter of the entire production team, direction, true. and all that. So, you know, true. I don't know if he was on set like, yeah, show more leg. Like, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, well, uh, I guess originally it was rodents of unusual breast size. 
Uh, now, cut to Captain Marvel. In the theater, his overcoat pulled over his body, sitting in the rear, looking up at the screen. Guys. Why is this superhero movie just about him doing dumb, everyday things? This is why he had to tell us it's not an X-rated place. Because <laughs> he's got his overcoat he's on. he's sitting in the back in an overcoat. overcoat by himself. Is, is he by himself? Yeah. Yeah, Jenny's outside. Jenny's outside. He's like, hey, hey, Jenny. Wait here. I'm going to go rub one out. <laughs> Shazam! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Aww. You win the Golden Microphone Award today. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. JoshuaJBaker.com. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we never see the movie. All we watch is the captain. It's making it so much creepier. <laughs> God. And he's horrified by what's going on up there. And all we hear is this awful music that might have once been used in a skin flick. A skin flick. <laughs> hey, that's what the kids are. That's what they it used now. to call it. You go down to the you go down, you put a nickel in the thing, they'll let you watch the skin flick. And and again, with his vocabulary, as we read this next line, as the music goes pounding on, we hear the words of the performers. They are clearly dubbed and terribly stilted. The sound of a smooch. You are, you are so much a man. Yes, <laughs> all my life so far. <laughs> now comes the sound of another kiss. <laughs> you know, like you kiss. <laughs> no, his girlfriend left him for that. <laughs> it's like you don't want to see Twilight. You kiss like. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Marvel is doing his best not to barf. Now, now more kisses and throw in a few groans. Ah, oh, the groans like when I read the script. <laughs> the music grows louder and more dramatic. Captain Marvel hands to his stomach. Oh, please. The loudest kiss yet. <laughs> Voice from behind him. You in the overcoat. Knock off the chatter. Yeah, you. As the captain stands, heads for the exit. Cut to Jenny in front, faking a pen and paper, going to the captain as he exits. And uh, how many stars do you give it, sir? That was disgusting. Oh, sorry. That was disgusting. Cut, cut to the two of them walking away. All they did was kiss, kiss, kiss. And there wasn't even one fight. Glancing back at the poster. She did have great boobs, though. <laughs> Big, fat, flappy, floppy boobs, and you liked that? You are disgusting. As she walks on ahead of him. Cut to the comic book store. A little later, Billy and Jenny stand in line to pay. The cashier has a tabloid paper he was reading spread out on the counter as he takes money. Oh, I completely forgot about the chess hustling. How could you? 100% forgot about it because there was a 700 minute long baseball sequence that we did not need in any way, shape or form that added nothing to anything. I just want to know if he went into that movie because he could get into an R rated movie and she couldn't. Yes, exactly. That but, is exactly what he happened. He literally just left her there and she was like, all right, see ya. I guarantee you this is a revised draft. In the first draft, it most 
certainly was an X-rated theater. <laughs> That's probably true. But she was just like, sure, go sit into this movie for two hours. I'll just hang out outside. I'm going to sit outside and wait for your sexy body to come back out here. Yeah, with my heart yeah. in my mouth. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to let you go look at all the titties and get all revved up while I'm here, already revved. Ready always. to go. Jesus. Ugh. I am just redlining all the time. You come out here all revved up and maybe you're a... Uh, Holy moly, you'll be ready for me. Ew. <laughs> Ew. God. God. <laughs> Yuck. Um, the cashier has a tabloid paper he was reading spread out on the counter as he takes money. Jenny does the paying and Billy looks at the newspaper. The only lawbreakers we've seen so far is us. Indicating the coat. Stealing Mr. Gates' coat without telling. And there's your mystery solved. Mr. Gates must be huge. He's a huge, huge pervert. Huge. huge pervert. Also that. As you know, all billionaires are very large, well-endowed men. Gross. With, with muscles, I mean. And and the other. That's, I have the worst Donald Trump impersonation that anyone has ever it's had. It's not that bad. I've heard worse. Cut to Billy turning the paper around so he can read it. He's looking at a two-page spread entitled The Worst Spots in Town with a photo of a dozen street corners or photos of a dozen street corners. This is 2003? Four, I think. Four? Wait, a, wait a second. This newspaper article is about the, the worst. worst spots in town. It's also and, transatlantic and, accent. And, and the illustrative photos... A photojournalist went down and was like, okay, for this story, here's the photos we're going to get. A picture of all the street signs right at the corner. <laughs> Fifth and fourth. Terrible. Snap. Maybe done. it's the worst spots to pick up your lady of the night. The worst street corners. You mean, He's just trying to help a bro out. You mean best spots. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this one's definitely chlamydia. <laughs> oh, no. There's this Chlamydia and Syphilis <laughs> Drive <laughs> on the corner of Chlamydia and Syphilis. Yeah. I mean, you you navigated there. You you went to that corner. Take your Trojans. What were you doing driving down Chlamydia in the first place? You knew what you were getting yourself into. It's not a skin flick. Uh, photos of, of a dozen street corners. Look, freedom of choice. No idea what that means. Okay. Camera slowly moves in toward the dangerous street corners. Then a shot of just one of them. Pull back to reveal Billy and Jenny moving into the shot. It is indeed a dangerous looking place, which makes Billy and Jenny nervous and also excited. Cut to the sweetest looking little <laughs> crippled kid you ever saw. Mid-teens. <laughs> He leans against the building, balances himself with crutches, reads a book. This this tiny Tim, right? Yeah. It's really good direction. <laughs> like, that's the best direction in the whole script so far. Like, I can immediately see. The sweetest looking yeah. little crippled kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sentence nobody would ever write today. <laughs> or like, should ever write. Like, like, like uh, 2004? Five, I think. Five? 2002 Jeez. late is is 
when he all would he'd write this and then somebody would get to like screen the script now and they'd they'd be like they'd take a picture of it and put it on Twitter and yeah, he'd be easy. done. That'd be yeah. the end of his career. Like, oh no, that happened you cripple way earlier. True. Like gorgeous four year olds. Yeah, you well, remember yeah. that? Well, yeah. And then uh, someone sex else bomb. hears his head. Sex. Oh. This it's just so wrong. It's pretty bad. I guys. Do you remember when we started the script? I was like, this might be great. Do you remember right. when I we resurrected totally right. a corpse like 30 minutes ago and now we're playing baseball and eating ice cream? Oh, yeah. He's like, let the suffering begin. He meant the rest of the script. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should have known. Read this exposition. <laughs> Wait till they get to the baseball scene. <laughs> Two other kids are watching him. One of them is huge. The other just mean looking. Crab and Goyle. Cut to Billy and Jenny watching as the two other kids move in. You think they're going to rob that sweet crippled kid? <laughs> you know, sweet crippled. <laughs> they call you call it. You think being. they're going to rob that sweet crippled kid? <laughs> not while I'm around. I mean, not if he's, you know, CM. Got it. Cut two. The mean kid and the huge kid move closer to the sweet crippled kid. <laughs> Trouble is clearly about to happen. By the way, I think I know who this crippled kid is. I think it's actually a major character. And I hope they give him a name other than sweet, sweet crippled, crippled kid. kid. <laughs> now a drunk comes staggering along because fucking why not? It's one of the worst spots in town. A drunk comes staggering along, goes to the sweet crippled kid, whispers something, hands over something, might be money. The sweet crippled kid gestures to the building behind him. Oh, the kid's selling drugs. The drunk nods, hurries into the building, hurries out carrying a box with a cloth half covering it. You can tell it's video equipment. Okay, this is getting weird. Cut to Billy and Jenny moving casually to a window that lets them see the inside of the building. And as they peer in, cut to a crummy lobby of a crummy brownstone, filled with what is clearly stolen video equipment. Filled with. Filled the kid with. got crippled knocking over a truck. <laughs> cut to Billy and Jenny, still staring in as the huge kid and the mean-looking kid grab them roughly. What are you two looking at? Nothing. Now let her go. The mean looking kid just smiles as we cut to Billy and Jenny as they are dragged roughly into the building with the video equipment. It has a high ceiling lobby, all of it cracked and old. Now the sweet crippled kid roars into the lobby. You know, like crippled kids can do. What does that mean? He roars into the lobby. You move very quickly and very aggressively. With a that mane. That can't be it. He's a sweet crippled kid. <laughs> oh, I guess. Yeah, keep reading. Hold on. This is, I guess, uh, clears that oh, up. Oh, and a few corrections are in order. A, this is a bullet pointed list it in is. the directions. A, he isn't a kid. Probably early 20s. B, he isn't sweet. Not from the scary look on his face. I love this music with this. C, he isn't crippled. All part of his act. 
He carries his crutches with him. Surprise. Who sent you to spy on us? So I decided to read that as like a an early 80s comedy it was good. trailer. Uh, Billy's really angry and scared, by the way. No one, and you listen to me. I'm going to give you a chance, you guys a chance you, you don't deserve. You apologize to her for dragging her around. You return this video stuff from where you stole it, and it won't hurt you or anything. An amazing speech. We return everything, apologize to her, and you'll let us go? Ooh. What do you got to say now? He slaps Jenny hard in the face, turns to Billy. Yikes. <laughs> right? Smacking about, these kids around. He's about to shazam this motherfucker <laughs> yeah, into the stratosphere. Like, <laughs> that's no. my hot 15 year old girlfriend. You're going <laughs> to die, sir. <laughs> now, there's there's probably a scene that was cut where Jenny gets turned on by it. but <laughs> With her heart, with her heart in her throat. Her heart in her mouth. Cut to Billy. Close up. What have I got to say? Shazam, you bastards! And on those words, cut to the ceiling of the lobby as the dark cloud descends. The lightning bolt blasts through it. Then comes the last of the trinity, the thunder which has somehow never seemed as loud as now. Cut to the three bad hombres? What is it? I was playing with three the soundboard and I lost my spot. The three bad kids, stupefied. And first, instinctively, they look at each other. Then they turn, stare straight ahead. And as all three bad kids cry out at once, cut to Captain Marvel himself, standing there, not smiling. Cut to the sweet crippled kid, who is neither sweet nor crippled nor a kid, yet we're going to keep, keep calling, calling him that. that. <laughs> Scared. All three are. Where did that little kid go? And where did you come from? The circus or something? Yes. Brilliant. I am from the circus. And you know what I do there? I juggle. And some people juggle balls. And some juggle sticks. Me? I juggle punks. Cut to Captain Marvel as he grabs the huge kid, spins him high toward the ceiling. Then he does the same to the mean kid. And when he's got two of them going, he spins the sweet crippled kid toward the ceiling. And I have a question. Kelly, can you Google which Greek god is the god of juggling? Which, which of his... I would assume it falls under games, which would be Mercury. Which I technically Greek, it would be Hermes. So, okay. So there is Plausible. there is a god that gives him the power to juggle, is well, what we'll you're see. saying. You could argue that it would be like the god of theater, like a bard type character. Or the god of not getting dates. <laughs> the god of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> there is not one specifically for juggling, but I would assume it falls under Hermes. You really looked for one on juggling specifically. I mean, there's a lot of weird shit people are the god of. That's true. It, yeah, okay. Fair. 
I like Tattoo, this e evil juggling music. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna juggle you motherfuckers <laughs> and he's not smiling he's just like oh you motherfuckers you hurt Jenny <laughs> cut to the three of them rising toward the ceiling almost colliding with it then falling back to Captain Marvel who spins them up again and they are screaming this is kind of a cool scene like only if they use this music this is a scene that I would like to actually see like the issue is that it's a little corny given that what it just followed. It, it well, yeah, but like I, I love the premise of what's going on. Like, the guy like slaps a, a, a girl. eleven year old, eleven year old turns into big beefy man, and he's like, oh, "I'm gonna get you now!" Like, this is so much better than baseball. Like, <laughs> everything makes way true. better than the baseball scene. So, I mean, I, I would watch the daughter autopsying the corpse for fifteen pages before <laughs> I would go Same. back to the baseball scene. I mean, we only saw her get started, and we saw the toes. We didn't see all of the in-between. Thank we goodness. We could have. Mag she did have to inspect everywhere. Magnificus. <laughs> like the Y incision. Let's crank open the rib cage. Let's measure all the organs. You know, fully. What did he have for dinner before he passed? Good Meatless. timing. <laughs> Cut to Captain Marvel as he grabs a quick look at Jenny. Cut to Jenny. A big thumbs up. Excellent. Cut to Captain Marvel. And you ain't seen nothing yet because now he starts improvising, juggling the three of them behind his back and up into the air. Then between his legs and up in the air. We know what juggling is. Cut to the ceiling as they spin up close, shriek, then start to spin down toward the floor. And now they are begging him to stop. He spins them faster than ever. And now they are terrified. Next, they are in tears, sobbing over and over for him to let them alone. Cut to Jenny, as she hears a commotion out front, hurries to the door, steps out, and cut to the street. And here come the cops. Someone called the cop, like, there's a man juggling two children. <laughs> A bunch of neighbors are pointing at the building where the cries are coming from. And as the noise increases, Jenny starts to go back into the building. Don't go in there, young lady. That's a that's the head cop. Not I'm the I'm the head cop. <laughs> as Jenny steps aside, cut to Captain Marvel juggling away, but a gentle look is on his face now. You want me to stop? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, we'll be good. We'll, we'll be so good. <laughs> Okay, lesson learned. I'll stop. And with that, he backs away from them. And cut to the three gang kids screaming and crying as they come crashing to the floor and lie there, dizzy and damaged and scared. And now they're all crippled kids. <laughs> <laughs> cut to the lobby doorway and several cops standing there. The head cop stares in for a moment, looking at the video equipment. The sobbing thieves, the big guy in red. Don't let him juggle us no more. <laughs> juggle you? The sweet crippled kid nods, yes, yes. The head cop looks at the others. Gentlemen, we have a first. Now got, Captain Marvel. I've got a lot to ask you, mister, so don't move. Cut to Captain Marvel, as he very much does move, streaking toward the nearest window, diving through... 
And as the glass shatters, cut to Captain Marvel, landing outside, looking around, spots Jenny. He points to the roof of the building across the street. She nods and takes off running as we cut to the head cop in the doorway, gun in hand, shouting, Stop that guy in the red suit! But no chance of that. Captain Marvel only picks up speed, racing around the corner and gone. Hold on the chaos in the street. Then... Fade out. So our, uh, our break was a little late because of the baseball game being so long. So the last half of the show here was a little, little shorter so that we could keep it around an hour. You're saying that the, the baseball game wasn't the highlight of this episode? It went into extra innings is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, did I just make a sports reference properly? Oh, my God. Sports joke. I don't think any of us are qualified to say yes or no on that. And thank God for that. Yeah. So, um, it's, he altered his creepiness in this episode. He didn't make it overt. He just put it all into like subtext and all like, that, it's all like that. a subliminal creepiness. I wonder if it was even in, like intentional though. All that's that. just, he was so there. That's just where his headspace is yeah. at. All his adjective choices are yeah. all charged with like, yeah. filled with erection. Yeah, he stops writing for the day. He's like, why do I have blue balls? God. Oh, God. <laughs> so messed up. So, yeah. I think we just get to plugging things, guys. Kelly, what you got? Yep, check out my cosplay. I've been on a bit of a break recently, but I'm getting back into the swing of things now that con season is picking up. It is X Kira Kelly, X-K-I-R-A-K-E-L-L-Y. Joshua. Uh, I am Joshua J. Baker, a voice actor specializing in promo commercials, corporate video e-learning, explainer videos, and whatnot. Uh, if you have a project that might benefit from my melodious tones. From your magnificent my, tones. My magnificent tones. Uh, if so, you can contact me directly. Literally, me, M-E, at JoshuaJBaker.com. That's my email. Or you can reach out to me on any social media platform, Joshua J. Baker, V-O. Yeah, do that. Because yeah. clearly, this guy is carrying this show. <laughs> Kelly. Not, not a lie. Right Kelly into the garbage. The right into if the, I ever had a line. Right into the garbage can. <laughs> Except William Goldman is like, Jenny looks admiringly. <laughs> Women don't need to talk, right? Um, and fellows, if you like this podcast, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the table reads. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash table reads. And, um, there's a YouTube channel, but it's, it's just this. There's no video yet to speak of. Really? We're talking about doing video. Um, Sean's pretty motivated. His, his, uh, his studio looks fantastic. It does. So it's going to look Thanks. really good on video. Um, that could probably be a thing. Help you with, buddy. All right. We're going to get some video going soon. Uh, we have big plans for this podcast. And the number one thing that's going to help that is you 
telling your friends about this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast even a little bit, get out there and say, tell your friends, hey, listen to this podcast. It's called Table Reads. It's like a three out of ten. I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> totally listen again, maybe. Maybe. It's, it's like The Blacklist and How Did This Get Made had a baby that was not as funny as How Did This Get Made or as talented as The Blacklist. Three out of ten. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we're getting our legs under us. Our new uh, little, uh... you know, you can you can edit that pitch. <laughs> Just leave out the last part, um, and uh, get get Paul Shear to retweet us or something. That'll that'll help. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. See you next week. This podcast was created by Sean McBee. For more, visit TableReadsPodcast.com. Cut to black. Black, black, black.